Following the topic of purity culture, today on The Gray Podcast, we are talking about misogyny in the church. Should be a fun one. Welcome to The Gray Podcast. Welcome to The Gray Podcast, where we believe that life is neither black nor white, but rather gray. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. Yeah, doing good. I like how I introduce this topic, but I'm the dude in this scenario. You should have definitely introduced the topic. Hey, welcome to the Great Podcast. <laughs> so talking last week about purity culture, um, there's a couple of offshoots that are offshoot topics that we felt were naturally kind of following up from that specific episode. Uh, so with purity culture, uh, and if you haven't listen to the purity culture uh, episode, go back and listen to that one because that will give you a little bit of context of what we mean by purity culture. So with the topic of misogyny, I do want to give everybody's thoughts on what does misogyny in the church look like? How does it present itself uh, and how maybe how have you seen it in the church or is it an issue? Okay. Jess, you had some thoughts around what misogyny looks like in the church, how it presents itself. Some experiences that you've had why don't you go ahead and share that now okay so growing up in a southern baptist home and growing up in the church and just the south um the man is the head of the house and then everything has to go through the man um even if the wife wants to go out and do something or even me whenever i was married to a man like if I'd made plans, like, well, let me check with my husband first. It's always, everything falls back on him. He has the final say, and that's what it looked like then. But um, so it's God first, then the male and the, and the family, then the female, and then the kids. And the female really just doesn't really have any say. It's just basically right there with the kids. She can kind of help make decisions, but he has the final word. Okay. Now, that's kind of the the home family scenario. And and before I go any further, I do want to mention that this episode will probably go and start off by talking about um, misogyny in the church. Um, But it will probably go to other places as well, because this is not just a church issue. This is a societal issue of kind of this male prioritization um, and lack of equality of male to female. And we'll get into that probably here in a little bit. Um, but what about, what is, what is we'll, we'll take a, so we don't just keep on sounding like a broken record. What does a male-driven society look like in the role of the church? So do we see that in the church? Yeah. Yes. Um, and we, we've talked about this. We talked about this before. Um, at the coffee shop is, is how the Bible as, as a whole is seen as a very male-driven document. However, when we look at the individuals within the Bible that, for lack of a better way of putting it, really had the power or made the decisions, a lot of them were female. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were called out, um, their, their stories were told. Um, so where, I, and that's where I think the, the, the misogynist 
monotheistic view comes from is the is the is the male dominated which in church a lot of church actually almost all churches can't have female pastors i think in certain denominations i think yes, there are some yeah. denominations in that do allow methodists for, they're allowed but in others sure. catholic i don't believe i think it varies and i think in the south you see it more too and that's that's the that's and that's the interesting part for this of for me is is being from the north i didn't this this all sounds just ridiculous to me like it yeah. sounds like it it doesn't like Really? That's really how it was. That's that seems like an extreme to me, and which is which I would assume it actually is if we look mm-hmm. at it. But it was, it was not. It was not. I don't believe it was to that extent up in New York. Was it you or your wife saying just yesterday that you didn't know that women can't be pastors? That was me. I didn't know that until. I got when I went to the went to the went to church um, and found out that yeah that was the southern that was something yeah the church it, in the south where is that rooted in so obviously this is all rooted somewhere so it's just to give our listeners context where is that rooted in scripture that that women can't pastor or because men are the only ones that are allowed to pastor where has look, whether we agree with it or not yeah. The Southern Baptist will go to, um, I, don't, I can't remember if it's the deacon or mm-hmm. the pastor, yeah. should be the um, husband of one wife. Yeah. So they take that and they run with that saying it has to be a male because you know, you're only a husband if you're a male. And then also you can't be divorced if you want to take that to the extreme. That's a whole other offshoot we can go yeah, on to. Yeah, I was just saying that's what right. they take from that one, right. one piece of scripture. So... I do want to take a second to tie in the topics because we talked about last time about purity culture. Um, how do we feel, and, and we may have differing opinions on this, and that's fine. How do we feel potentially that purity culture kind of either doesn't necessarily lead to this kind of male-dominated kind of uh, culture in the church, or if it doesn't lead to it, how does it just further it. Um, does anybody have any opinions on that, or do I should I share how I feel, and then we'll go I mean, from there? Just the the video clip or the audio clip uh, that was put in that uh, that uh, episode. Purity. Yeah, is watching that. It it was it, it was crazy for me to think to look at that and watch that and listen to it because it it was just it was just to me it was just stupid it's like why would anybody believe this like what part of a human being would actually believe this or actually think that this is how it is like it 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 baffles me um but then there's cults and there's all this where you look at and be like why why are people why do people follow that and if you hadn't listened to the last episode, just give you a brief little, we played an audio clip from a couple of guys from Jess and I's old college stomping grounds where they were talking about modesty and well, what is the importance of modesty and how women dress. And it was very male-led and a little yes. gross, I'm not going to lie. Keep, keep your brother in mind whenever you dress. Yeah. Take that second look in the mirror. You're going to cause your brother to sin Stumble. It's all about the man. Now, one thing for me that kind of comes from that episode was what we talked about with True Love Waits and how you, as a girl growing up in the church, committing to save yourself from marriage, 
a part of that part of that program specifically. I'm not saying this for every abstinent program that's out there, but part of that program specifically, I know for me the way that that furthers this kind of this topic of misogyny is that when you are taking that oath of uh, of uh, abstinence, you're committing that oath to your father. Uh, in some way, or you, I know in some, I don't know yeah, if you did more, that specifically. it was more for my family. Sure, but it was always you and your dad. It was never like you and your mom would go up and, and pledge to each other. Because I remember some scenarios. I think they include, bo- they include both of my parents in that. Did they? Yeah. And that might have changed from when I did it. From yeah, when I did, did it, it in 2005, and I think you were a few years I think ahead it, of me. Maybe, so maybe at that point it was something different. But I know when I... I know what you're saying, though. Because at the time it was a ceremony of girls and their dads. Mm-hmm. Which I think is gross. Which is gross because (laughs) you you basically, it kind of goes back to that whole mentality of what we talked about the coffee shop where like you, if you're in the church culture, like, and and I don't think this is just church. I think, I mean, I asked my father-in-law if I could, you know, if he was cool with me having his daughter's hand in marriage and which is funny because neither one of us are really that type of person. We're very much like she can make her own choices. It is what it is, but me being a nervous and I think that was a sign of respect right. like it's just tradition right but it does make you want to cringe like right. with my first husband he asked my dad if he could even date me yeah and then he asked if and he how could marry we, we me. talked about this how old were you I was 20 yeah, yeah. as a 20 year old yeah he asked you to he asked your dad if he could if he could date you yeah and so it, it's just that it's like I that. thought it <clears throat> I thought it was great like at the time, he won points because he did that. Yeah, because well, that's that, the way that I was but raised. Does that, but does that? You you said it made you feel great that he did that. Is it a? Is what is, it, is it a feeling of protection that your dad has your back? Is that the? Is that the? No, because could that be the, I wanted him to be a traditional person, godly yeah. guy. Yeah. Something, someone that my parents would approve of. Right. Well, I think it's. It, I mean, That's it, why it didn't come out until I was thirty. If we go all the way back, the the male is the protector, right, of the family, right. And so when you look at it from that perspective, and we can we can get into, <laughs> we, we had a discussion <laughs> the the fight we'll, that we we'll had earlier. Yes, yes. About we'll the, get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. It's about it's about rights and are is everybody created equal? All that good stuff. When we talk about protection, typically, when we go all the way back, it was a male protected the family. Mm-hmm. That's who did it. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about and when you look at a evolution of survival, we could say, yes, a father needs to vet his future son-in-law sure. to make sure he's qualified or good enough or um, uh, can provide and can protect the family. And so to ask for his, it was a, it was a vetting of, of the, of the, of an individual. Um, if the father didn't believe he could, then he said, no. Now, did people still get married? Yeah. But it, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, I think it, it, it goes back into that realm. Um, so, so I'm going to ask the unpopular question then. Is there a scenario that it's healthy? Oh, I don't even want to ask it. Like, is it, is it healthy for society to have that structure? 
or are we in a place, and this is where we can talk about progress. We can talk yeah. about how we've evolved as a society and how, what argument we got into earlier right. of like equality and what that looks like. And because I, I do think that there is a history in a, I don't want to say like biological because I feel like that's getting into a topic we don't want to get into right now. But I feel like there is a history of that where the the dad and, and not even in a Christian environment yeah. where like the father, mm-hmm. you know, vets the future son-in-law because that's going to pass on his his family line and, and his and, genetics and, yeah, and all, that. all of that. Yep. And so I think every culture has that. But I think one, we can talk about progress. We can talk about like as a people, we've gotten to a place where we do want more equality for, uh, you know, people that are not just men, especially white men in our right. country, in our world. Um, so we can talk about progress. We can also talk about like, you know, we talked about last week that stuff like absence isn't bad in and of itself. It's how we use it. And it's how we talk about it. Right. And so is it the fact that like we've taken this societal norm, applied it to the church and basically said, well, women, they can only be pastors of children or other Not women. even pastors. Sorry. Directors of children. Yeah. Right. Or other women. I mean, you can't lead a, a man. No. I think it applies some type of, when we talk about structure, reason behind a action. So whether it's the reason is a governmental reason, so government, government says you can't do this and therefore you can't, it, it provides some type of structure that gives a somewhat of a, a, a framework to live in and to um, move within, within society. Without that, I don't feel that people can govern or make the right decisions for the masses all the time. I think personally, maybe, and that's the, the difficult part is because when you, look at, when you look at a civilization, you have to look at it from a whole, looking at it from an individual standpoint, civilization would not, not survive if everybody was individuals um, from that perspective. But that's, I'm getting way off topic here. Um, so anyway, it's, yeah. That's all so, okay. If we're talking about society norms and misogyny and male-influenced culture, right? then that comes to probably in the last... I mean, I think women have always had a place to fight for their individual rights and equality. But in our country, like you see uh, a huge drive for it in the last, what, 50 to 60 years... Um, maybe even more. When when was? Yeah, no. somewhere around there. Okay. Um, and so we we do go into the idea of equality for. And you asked me, what does equality yes. mean? Define define equality. Um, because that that's I, I tend to standing up. Sorry. Um, I tend to look at things from a philosophical standpoint and detail standpoint. So I want to know what an individual feels is equal. 
So we were talking about earlier at the coffee shop, what does uh, equal rights look like? And you had asked the question. What was the yeah. question? What, what's, what do you define equal rights as from a religious or church standpoint? What, so I don't want to answer this because I did answer some of it at the, at the shop. But Jess, I want to give you a moment because obviously I'm a dude and I feel out of place giving the first opinion on equal rights in this scenario. But so, let's, let's say in the church, what does equal rights look like in the church? So equal rights in the church, just in the church, um, being able to teach, stand up and preach, lead worship. Um, there, I went to a Christian school. I wasn't even allowed to stand with my guitar in front of the pulpit because that was the space of a man. Um, being able to make decisions within the church. Um, yeah. So you have those just weird nuances in a lot of, uh, the denominations, uh, that belong to the Christian church or kind of a part of the Christian Christian church. But we also, you know, the church ultimately, well, I don't know how much influence it does have on the world as a whole now, but it should. It should. I think the, the church should be an influence to how we should all act, but unfortunately now that's not necessarily the case. Right. But I think societally, uh, the answer that I was coming back with you earlier was for society as a whole, what does equal rights look like? I mean, we can go to equal pay, equal opportunity, um, and that can go to the church, that can go to just normal societal norms. Um, but basically being in a place where Women have the same opportunity as men, have the same, if we're talking about like the corporate world, having the same pay as men, because right. it's, there is a huge divide there. Right. And that's, that's, and that's the tough part. Cause if it, it, we're a capitalist society that is governed and influenced by money. Right. So it, it's, the difficult part with equality is that in order for equality to happen, everyone has to believe it. I, as a business owner, needs to believe that a woman's uh, or a yeah a woman's um, impact mm -hmm. and opinion is as valid as a man's. Sure, and it has to trickle down from there. If not, if I don't, I am not going to uh, let or I'm not going to allow a salesperson who is a woman mm -hmm. to influence me in any way. Sure. And therefore, the people hiring the salespeople are not going to hire a woman salesperson because they know that I'm not going to respond to that because they need to make money. And right down, and it just goes down the line. And so it's, it's difficult to look at it. When you look at it from that perspective, we all need to have an open mind or else the equality is never going to work. It will never work. It will never happen. We can fight for it, fight for it, but until the the top down happens, it's it's not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hire somebody that's not gonna help my business. I don't care what the what the reason is. Mm -hmm. If they can't sell, if they can't market, if they can't do something, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna hire them. And it has nothing to do with, from my perspective who they are, color of their skin, anything like that. Right. It has to do with the beliefs of the individuals who I'm selling to. 
Sure. But it, it, there is that buy-in, right? Yes, there is that buy-in there buy-in has to be a complete a, buy-in. And so if we go back to, I mean, we can go into society as a whole and, yeah, and yeah, how... Yeah, we can, that's a whole... That's yes. a whole other topic. But going back to how either, either A, the church has influenced itself or how society has influenced the church, we are in a place where, and, and it's, you know, could be news to you coming from the North, but like in a place where a big dominant belief in the South and in certain denominations, and honestly, even certain uh, probably denominations worldwide believe that a woman should not lead a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one way for us to understand that mindset is the same reason why we hear so many people saying, well, this, we shouldn't have a woman president because what, what's the, the thing that we always talk about? <laughs> Women are too emotional. Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Like a roller coaster. Right. Yep. Like, a, so if we have uh, a my, woman president, my mom, yeah, my mom taught me that uh, a woman shouldn't be president because, you know, with all of her emotions, one day she could just get upset and bomb a country. <laughs> What did what? I say earlier? Like literally taught me that. Yeah. But what what's, what's what did I say earlier? I, I, said, I would I would argue that someone like Trump is a lot more oh, sure. vital or sure. volatile. Absolutely. To that. This whole mindset that women are more emotional and that they're driven by their emotions, the thing I was pointing out earlier is like all the mass shootings that we have, like right. yeah. if if any, it's a very low percentage of, of women that are doing that. And mm-hmm. that shows that okay, if we're the emotional regulatory like gender, then we're apparently we're, we're not. not. We're, we are not. <laughs> I mean, that's that's again, that's that's built through misogyny of we are the powerful, we are the protectors. Right. We need to take control of a situation, and that is that's the that's the the tough part of this whole thing is getting out of that mindset and even teaching our kids. Right, emotions are okay. Right. You don't have to push them down mm-hmm. like we talked about before, where everybody, our parents' generation was like, get over it. Yeah. It doesn't work. That type of anything doesn't work. You don't just get over things. Um, and and that, so that goes very much back into, you know, we said purity culture was our last episode. I think it was yeah, actually it was mental, mental health. health. Yeah. That yeah. goes back into mental health right. because yep. we go, we do not let really. We frown on anybody talking about their feelings, but we really frown on men oh, yeah. sharing their feelings. Exactly. And so we're watching all these documentaries that are like the you know, a man is abusing a woman, kidnapping kid. Like we're watching a lot of true crime documentaries. Yeah, we right watch now. way too many documentaries. Um, but like <laughs> there's a lot of that, especially in 40, 50 years ago, even well, you know, not too, you know, somewhat recent, that we don't give men the ability to be vulnerable. So misogyny has not just not benefited women. Mm-hmm. It hasn't healthfully benefited men either. No, it's a, it's a control thing. I think it's, it's, it's a control of, it's a, it's a way to control society. If there's a top-down hierarchy of this person or this gender or whatever is the alpha and they can make all the decisions. It's a way to control it. If we have the point where anybody can make any decisions, then we have very little control. Um, I don't agree with it, but we do. We have very little control uh, over what, what is done, what right. is not done. Um, there needs to be some type of, some type of hierarchy. Um, 
or else the, the control is gone. It's, it's, a, it's a fear, and we talked about this, is, is the way to control a society is by fear. Right. I don't care what that is. It's a fear of gun violence. It's a fear of another country. It's a right. fear of whatever it is. Right. That's the ultimate way to control a, control a group of people is, is governed by fear, right. no matter what that is. Um, but yeah, it, there's, there's so much we can talk about when it comes to like the misogyny side of things. I think, um, you know, in, in the efforts of not making it a really long episode, like I think the thing to, uh, what do we want to say is even like what we're trying to mull over? Cause we're talking where I think this is more of one of those episodes that we're informing or maybe even, I wouldn't say enlightening cause that seems very pompous. But, yes. you know, giving a voice to this issue that may be in the church. But what's our ultimate kind of goal for even bringing up this topic? Mm -hmm. Is it to say, like, hey, this is a thing? Is it to address women in the church to say, hey, this might not be normal? This might not be okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you I like that. You are supposed to have a voice? Yeah. I like that. I was never told that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes. But it goes back to what you said, right? It goes back to when you were 20 years old, your ex-husband asking for your hand in dating mm -hmm. was points for you. Yeah. And I think there's plenty of women, plenty of girls, plenty of people that are in the church and in religion that don't know anything different, that don't understand that they have every single bit of right to stand up for themselves. Yes. To have every single bit of right to be in the ministry the same way that men are in the ministry. Because how long have we had, you know, people that are not men be like, Oh, I can only be a, a children's director. Well, I mean, look how many, look how we're missing out. The church is missing out because there are some great women leaders. Yes, for sure. And we're told to be quiet, sit down, be quiet. And that's, yeah, definitely. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest issues is, is we are missing out on a, a whole set of ideals, a whole set of uh, opportunities uh, to view things differently. And I think when you, when you have the same set of people viewing and making decisions the same way, it, 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 you can't do that. Like there's, there's no, there's no community. There's no, um, church. There's no, uh, whatever country where if you did the exact same thing where male, it was a male dominated, which I think where we are now, mm -hmm. I mean, look at, look at, uh, was it New Zealand had a, a, uh, a woman president. They're the first people that got out of COVID and were able to go back. <laughs> they, they, Eliminate. I think she it was probably New thought with reasonably. Yes, and yes. logically, they shut. They did <laughs> a lot what of most things. Men don't do where Trump was like, it's not real. It'll, we'll get over it. She was like, fuck this. Everybody, stay in your homes, and we're gonna we're gonna make a we're gonna Super be, we're gonna be rational yeah. about this yep. and not political about this. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was New Zealand. You can look it up if you're curious. But yes, it, it was. It, they they were out. They were out. Drinking, partying, while everybody in the U.S. and around the world was like, "I can't go anywhere. I can't talk to anybody because of this major thing." It's a, it's a, it's a disjustice and a disservice to humanity when we silence any group of people who have a different opinion. Right. 
I think I go back to, we were talking about scripture earlier, where we, as a, as a conservative church, there has been a, 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 a thought for generations, going back to one, uh, a man of one, one wife, mm-hmm. uh, and that's, that's the, the benchmark for a pastor, for a leader in the church. But if you look at the entire text of Scripture, there are plenty of examples mm-hmm. of strong, yeah. leading women yeah. in Scripture. And I mean, if look at look at the look at a very just the main. God didn't come down and say, "Hey, man, go impregnate this woman," because we're, right. she, he came. He knew the woman had the strength to handle this. I mean, right. that that had got to be that's got to be. I can't imagine having to see your son go through something like that right to be nailed to a cross to be whipped i mean come on any parent i mean if you're even if you're not a parent right seeing someone you love that's yours that you i mean that's that's just that's that's in itself i will say one of the things that i was taught as i became a teenager my mom actually pointed it out that um ruth Mm-hmm. Um, carried on the lineage of Christ, right. mm-hmm. and like she is mentioned, right. and so and then who was the other one um, when Joshua was marching around the city and she put the the scarlet flag out the cloth out and saved? Oh, it's saved the. Um, oh, I think uh, she was like a prostitute or yes, something. She was. It was, and so um, I mean. Like God can use, right. God does use. And I think that's the point, right? Yeah. If we're talking about like, what is the point of this episode? It's God can use people. Yeah. No matter what your gender is. Mm-hmm. And no matter where you are in life. Right. And, and, and we're going to, we're going to. Rahab. Rahab. That's right. We're going to shake a little feathers. It goes beyond male and female. Mm-hmm. If you're a person. Yep. Gender, race. Anybody, mm-hmm. God can use you. This whole mindset of you have to be man, and we probably are going to be favorable if you're a white man, mm-hmm. is just BS. Yeah. I mean, even even you have to be a holy person, a good person. Right. I mean, if we look at like you said, Rahab was a prostitute, right. or that's how she was portrayed, and God still used her. I mean, yeah. there's it, it, God, God can use anybody at any point. For any reason, that's his. That's what he can do, um, and so it doesn't matter who that is. I, I think we're gonna, and, I, and we can talk about whether heaven exists or not. But sure. when people get there, I think they're gonna be surprised who's there. Right? They're gonna be like Charles Manson. He's in heaven. The type thing. Controversial. I know that. <laughs> Edit that out. Wow. <laughs> if you want that edited out, you better. No, no, no. We'll, I keep it in. we'll keep it in. We'll yeah. keep it in. We'll keep it in. We'll How much can in. people grow to hate me over the, over the episodes? <laughs> That's the goal. So I think, again, for the purpose of not making this a hugely long episode, I think this is a good place to stop and kind of just talk about, honestly, like, you know, with, with purity culture, an offshoot of that, and, and, and really just a furthering of that, uh, and kind of maybe even go hand in hand, is this... misogynistic mentality in the church. And honestly, I think all of us can agree there's just no place for that. 
Uh, there's no place for, and I think that's the danger of purity culture. It just drives that. Yes. And, and oh, there's yeah. a part of it, right? We said, uh, you know, uh, abstinence can be a good thing, but mm-hmm. the way that we approach abstinence can drive that misogynistic kind of mentality in the church and in our families. And there's just, there's just no place for that. Right. We have to, we have to stop it. And some generation has to stop it. And that's the difficult part because there's still generation before passed down to their kids. Right. Which then pay. And so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't have an answer, but I, I do know it's, it's, it needs to be addressed. Honestly, be I don't about. think that the church is in a place to say, we can only accept men because people are leaving in droves. Mm-hmm. We need to try yeah. something different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a business, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it is. Unfortunately yeah. for corporate church, yes, it is. This is why we'll get, in, we'll get into home yeah. churches we'll, we'll at another we'll topic. <laughs> so with that, we're going to go ahead and end it there. Anybody else have any final words? Final words? All right, I think that's it. So that being said, just don't be a douchebag asshole, man. <laughs> We're going to go there. That's, that's really it. So thank you guys all for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure to follow the Gray Podcast. Uh, if uh, you like everything that you're hearing, hope to see you here next time. Thank you, guys. Peace.